This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. At our old time, no less, Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon. And, uh, well, yeah, it's like old times. Let's talk to Lou at noon. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Lou, it's like they say, it's one day only. This this is, you know, uh, <laughs> we got Blue Jays coming up at 1 o'clock. What are we selling today? Yeah, well, here we are. This is it. This is Lou at noon. And uh, lots to talk about as uh, the rookie camp gets underway with fitness testing. And you wanted to, you know, start the show off with, I think, a, a subject that uh, is going to get things buzzing. Uh, we know who the number one goaltender is for the Calgary Flames. That goes without uh, without saying. But it might get a little murky as to who is going to play those uh, maybe 20, 25 games as a backup. Where do you uh, where do you come out on on who is going to uh, back up Mr. Markstrom this coming season? Well, nothing is etched in stone, Kelly. However, when you think about the fact that the Flames signed Daniel Vladar, the 24 year old from the Czech Republic and former Boston Bruin, to a two year deal this off season, I would have to suggest that at this point in time, um, he is the front runner. Flames, uh, regardless of how it goes, whether it's Vladar or maybe the other top candidate is Adam Werner, who is from Sweden and has been part of the Colorado Avalanche uh, organization the last number of years. Here's what we know. Those two guys are both 6'5". Mr. Markstrom is 6'6". So the Flames are going to have, I would think, unless Tyler Parsons... um, has a huge fall, I would think that Vladar is the guy who ends up potentially being in the number two spot. Now, good size, good athleticism. He was a third-round pick of the Bruins back in 2017. He had an outstanding campaign with Providence last year, albeit limited in games with only 10, and played five games with the Bruins. And Kelly, his numbers are actually a little deceiving. 346, less than a 900 save percentage, which you'd go, that's not very good. But he had four really good games. The problem was he was lit up for eight one night by the Washington Capitals. So um, four good outings, one he'd rather forget. And it certainly, I mean, goaltending is always a subject on this radio station. but we're having a different conversation now. It's, yeah. it's not about who's going to end up with the bulk of the work. I don't think there's any question about that, but Vladar would have to be the guy right now, potentially in the driver's seat to be number two. Lots to unpack there. You talk about his stats. What, what did the eye test tell you? Or what have you heard about what people say about him? Because stats are one thing. There's all kinds of yeah. different circumstances. What does, you know, obviously the Flames have looked at him a lot and feel confident in him. Um, now the Flames fans, I don't think are as confident uh, right now because we don't know him. He's the devil we no. don't know, right? So, no, you know, again, you know, it's hard to miss out on the size. He's six foot five, 200 pounds. He's a really competitive guy, pretty athletic. Um, and really, Kelly, when you think about it, 
for a lot of goalies, this is the window I find for many, whether they break out or whether, you know, it just isn't necessarily in the cards to be in the National Hockey League. That 24, 25 years of age range really seems in a lot of cases to be a separator. It usually means that, you know, your body is matured. Um, you've had some time in, in pro hockey, mostly, you know, at either the American League level or the East Coast League, or you've spent time in Europe. So size is just, it's something everybody likes about them and is competitiveness in regards to anything that I've heard, read, viewed, or talked to people about. When I look at, at the backup goalie situation, I kind of look at it a, maybe maybe a little differently. I, I think there's going to be 25 games that uh, somebody besides Jacob Markstrom is going to have to play, no matter no matter what, right? If, if he's healthy for the entire season, more if he's not, obviously. Uh, therefore, in my math, you need 30 points out of those 25 games from your backup goalie. Does that, does that sound right to about you? And then probably a little bit north of 65 from your starter, that should get you in the playoffs. If, it, if it's anything less than that, I don't think it does. Yeah, I, well, here's always the comment I've been making for a few years, and I like your math. I, I wouldn't argue with your math. We'll see you know, how the season unfolds in terms of how many points it might take to make the playoffs. But you're right, those, those are good numbers. Kelly, there's there's just one thing that's become very, very apparent in the National Hockey League is you need two guys who not only can play, but they have to win. So I'm completely on board, whether, you know, those numbers are completely in the ballpark, but you, you just, you can't have someone who plays those 25 or 30 games and can't register wins. You know, you go back five or six years, there was one season, and I've mentioned it over the years in Dallas, they didn't get a win from a backup goalie until March. And yeah. and it cost them a playoff spot. So you're right. You know, it, it's it's not just a position to, you know, give your number one guy a rest. Yeah, well, they're 14, 14 to, back-to-backs or something like that, guys? I mean, 14 back-to-backs. Yeah. You have to – that gentleman has to be productive. It's simple as that. Logan, where do you come out on 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 what we see uh, for uh, Jacob Markson's backup, his battery mate, as it were? Well, I, I, to me, I think it, it's Vladar's job to lose. I think when you go out and specifically acquire a guy from a team for for a draft pick, that that's a guy that you've probably, as an organization, in, in consultation with your goaltending department, which is something that this team is new to, Lou. They've had a goaltending coach forever, but they've created this goaltending department now and I think that these sort of decisions probably fall a lot in in their hands when it comes to evaluation of guys that you're looking to bring into the organization so I don't think you make that move without the expectation that Vladar is your guy going forward this is an interesting year because I think a young guy is going to be whether it's Vladar or Warner I think is going to be asked to come in and win games for this team because the schedule is a little bit more condensed thanks to the Olympics. And don't forget about that Olympic part there as well. Uh, Lou, unless I'm mistaken, I would expect Jacob Markstrom to be playing oh, for Team Sweden. So, and so those are I. high leverage, important games. It's He's not getting a breakthrough there, right? Some of no, these guys I, will get some time off. Jacob's if, not one you, of them. And if you go back in history, guys, there are some, some Olympic 
Um, or hangover is the wrong word, but where guys have played their hearts out at the Olympics well, and, and didn't have enough in the tank 100%. For, for the playoffs. And you so, got to come back. You got to deal with a major time change. In all of this, right? You're playing high leverage, high and intensity tons moments. Of games in March exactly. and April back to back. I think that in and of itself, Lou, is even more impotence on your backup to be important this year for the Flames. Logan, we chatted yesterday on the hit. You guys weren't a part of it. Uh, Will and Patty were. And, you know, one of our topics at the end was Jacob Markstrom. But, Logan, you bring up a fabulous point. There is no doubt in my mind at this point, well, see how it goes but I certainly can't imagine that Jacob Markstrom isn't going to play for Sweden at the Olympics and you know there is also no doubt about something else you talk about you know high leverage high level all-in competition Um, those small windows can almost be a mini season unto themselves and, and I don't care what anybody says. If you participate in the Olympic Games, it's going to take a while to be at the same level mentally when you get back. It just is. It's, yeah. it's, it's a different competition. It's at a different Through time type zones. of level. Through time zones. Time zones. Um, you know, if anybody's built to handle it, it's it's very likely him just because of, how he looks after himself and his his work, but no, there is not likely to be a break there for him to to reload. And we know he's going to get the omen share of the work, you know, prior to February. So it's uh, it's a very very solid point, and probably puts even more onus. Depending where you are as a team, you know, that'll be the other interesting thing, guys. Is where is this group going into the Olympic break? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, lots to play out because there are a lot of the schedule will be done by then. But will be when February comes around. We're chatting with Peter Labardi's here on Hockey Central at noon. Don't you know? Uh, we got Blue Jays baseball coming up at one o'clock. That's why we've changed the show around a little bit. The guys will be on after the game today. All right, uh, Lou. Uh, how probable or not at all, or likely or not likely? Is it that we see Dustin Wolf or Tyler Parsons in a regular season game for the Calgary Flames this season? This season? Yeah. I don't really see it happening this season. Um, and I would probably say there's a better opportunity, potentially, Kelly for Parsons than Wolf, but you never know. Um, you know, we have not seen Parsons at the level yet. I think it's fair to say that everybody was hoping for when he was drafted by the team in the second round in 2016. So that hasn't happened as of yet. Um, You know, we've talked a little bit on this hit already this season about Dustin. Um, There's a lot of things to like. I just, I don't necessarily see a scenario where that happens now. Um, you know, you're going to play eight preseason games. You know, Jacob is probably going to get work, and I would predict four or five of those. You know, whatever he needs is whatever he gets. Um, we've talked about two other gentlemen who are probably going to get some work in those games as well. So um, I- I'm not sure if I see that happen. Okay. Do you, do you see a situation? Um 
who is out there on the UFA front? Because I mean, you know, this is this is putting a lot on a guy that you know as a backup that you know we haven't seen that much. Doesn't mean that he can't do the job. Do you think there's a situation? Um, you know, if if Jacob Markstrom does get injured, and he has been injured in the past, it's not like we're putting a jinx on it or anything. That's just that's just kind of the way the way athletes are. Is there somebody out there you think the Flames could maybe go sign to be a bit of a stopgap if they're not a hundred percent satisfied with their backup situation as it is now? Well, that's not an easy question to answer, Kelly, because right now when you go around the league, um, you, you know there's there's unresolved situations. Like you take a look in Boston, um, you know, obviously they went out and made the play for Linus Allmark, but they, they don't have the RAS situation figured out. Now, Frask isn't there. It's probably Allmark and Jeremy Swayman who came on late last year. But um, I will say this, there, there isn't anyone, you know, on my particular wish list, but there is no doubt in the preseason that your pro scouts will be spending lots of time watching other preseason games involving other teams. It's, it's essential. And, you know, here's what we don't know yet. Logan talked about the fact that, you know, your goaltending department has obviously gone out and gone in search of Vladar. They've made a two-year commitment. The first year is a two-way deal. The second year is a one-way deal. My guess is they think he's as good an option for that spot as maybe anybody else. But they'll be looking. They'll be looking. All right. We're chatting with uh, Peter Labardius, and I wanted to get into this. The the other point you, you talked about or you wanted to make on, on this hit was um, – I guess I'll frame it this way. We we talk about, you know, potential lineups and as you always say, slotting. And when you look at, at that and you look at the season ahead, you start to project. And players at different types of their different points of their career, some are gonna get better, some are gonna maintain, some are gonna get way better and take a leap, and unfortunately others will, you know, the you know, injuries or time or age will work against them. What, there's a couple guys on this team, especially when it comes to the forward ranks, Lou, that mm-hmm. absolutely, if the Flames are going to be successful and wipe out the memory of last year, get back in the playoffs and get things going in the Pacific Division, are going to be have to be better. And one that comes to mind is a guy that has all kinds of upside, and that's uh, Andrew Mangiapane. Well, he, really, he he has to be that next level, right? Well, all he's done, Kelly, the last few years is hit level after level. Exactly. 32 points last year, um, 18 goals. That was a career high in 56 games. You know, his work is terrific. Now, I guess if we're talking next level, can he become, you know, a 20-30 guy, a 25-25 guy, a 50-point player? And I think the answer is yes. I really do. And, and again, we'll see what happens. You cannot tell me that the world championship most valuable player who led Canada in many ways to the gold medal with seven goals and four assists 
and 11 points. And not just that, Canada was going nowhere before he showed up. He changed the whole dynamic of the whole group. So, and, you know, when I was back in Calgary a couple weeks ago at the World Women's and had a couple of, you know, Hockey Canada conversations, they noticed. They were incredibly impressed. And I would say this about Andrew. I don't think it's going to be the last opportunity, if he so chooses, to play for his country. So, um, you know, he's never going to win your team's scoring race. And and the one player last year, Kelly, in many ways, and now the Flames are going to see a lot of him, that Andrew has kind of reminded me of is Zach Hyman. You know, the work, what he gets done, you can use him in every situation. Um, you know, he has really, really grown. And I do. I think, I think there's another level for him. The only thing that, and I wouldn't say dispute on the Andrew front, but, you know, Kelly, when we talk about players, this guy will want to be better but I think you'd completely agree. There's lots of other guys on the list that, you know, underachieved last year. I wouldn't at all put him in that category in any nope. way, shape, or no, form. No, I think he he was a nice, pleasant surprise, and I think there's lots yes. of upside. I think, you know, especially when it comes to special teams and the power play, I think he's just sort of scratching the surface. I think he is a perfect uh, player for Calgary. I think the Calgary people and the fans love how he plays and that that – you know, just buzzsaw attitude. And I, I think that's that's one of those guys that, you know, it's an opportunity, right? That's the cool part. Like, it's, it's a great opportunity for him. And it's the, uh, it's the old Bobby Knight um, uh, phrase. You know, everybody, you know, wants to win. Everybody wants to be a winner. But uh, those who really do it are the ones who prepare themselves to win. So this will be interesting to see with a, a full year, uh, with with Andrew under under Daryl Sutter and a guy that's you know taken players like him and elevated them and helped them be their best. This is going to be fascinating, guys. Well, it's it's impossible not to like this player because all he does is earn trust, and he's so reliable. And again, his greatest attribute, I think, is that you know what you're going to get every night. I mean, there are not a lot of bad nights. There's better nights than others for this player. But, you know, when you go to the rink to watch this team on an everyday basis, not very many nights that number 88 lets you down. Well, and I'm just, I'm curious really about Andrew is in this next step is he's been so good at five on five, Lou. And I think this year specifically, I'd be surprised if he doesn't see an increased role in power play time, uh, first unit or second unit. I could easily see him being given some time on the first unit if Daryl and Kirk Muller want to switch things up offensively. I'm excited to see what, what Kirk is able to do with him. And I think in when we talk about slotting and we go through our lines, I don't see a world where Andrew's not playing with more skilled players and up in the lineup this year. And he's been able to do these great things and take these good steps no matter where you've put him. So I only see an upside under 82 games under this kind of coaching staff for a guy that's, you know, been predominantly in the bottom half of your lineup for the last couple of years. I think he's ready to take that next step. And 
that more opportunity. I think this is a guy that takes it and runs with it. Well, the boss talked about, you know, power play potential. And we saw him move into that bumper position on the second unit last year. And I, and I don't think that's going away. And, you know, if you're big on numbers and production and, and you have to be concerned about that, Logan, like, I think we're all on the same page. We don't see any less opportunity for this individual. We just see more. And the reason is he's earned it. Yeah, he has. And I think that I think that world championship thing, we've seen that where where players have, have gone there. I think of uh, Matthew Lombardi a million years ago when he got to play with Nash and some of the big guys that it really, really helped. And maybe not when it came to points the next year, but it just that confidence level and you can know you can you can do it. I think it's it's really, really important. And and, and don't forget this, guys. I think this is important to mention too. Contract year. Yeah, that there is that part of it too. I think that's a. I and think it's a. I think it's a factor for a lot of guys. A while back, he bet on himself, and 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 it's paid off. And I bet you he does it again. So we'll look forward to it. Lou, we're we're out of time. We got some Jays coming up at at one o'clock. Yeah, I so know. We, uh, it's uh, got ourselves a bit of a, a race here in the uh, north of the border. <laughs> so uh, I I've noticed that, and yeah. the bats finally, and you knew it was going to happen, but uh, the bats finally cooled off yeah that's baseball right so we'll see what it happens is. with uh, Robbie Ray going at uh, just after one o'clock so uh, back to the normal time tomorrow at uh, nice. just after one o'clock we'll do that enjoy your day and we'll talk to you tomorrow Lou and I'll join you from the rink tomorrow because Ooh. that is the exact time that the first rookie workout begins gonna be awesome bye guys Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon, we are live from a rainy downtown Calgary from the iconic electric and controls studio here in downtown Calgary. Thanks to them for uh, another great year of partnership and I'll tell you, head to their website, uh, iconicec.ca, to find out all the cool stuff they're doing. We got lots planned with those guys coming up in the next 12 months. Looking really, really forward to it. Lots going on. Uh, we have back to back live shows tomorrow as we go from the uh, Calgary Flames Alumni uh, Golf Tournament again this year. Uh, it's always great to hear the stories from the guys. And we have, uh, you know, you get the, the older alumni and then you got the, the young bucks that are, you know, just retired. It's always a lot of fun. So we'll start with a morning show. Uh, hopefully, Rhett, you know, dresses appropriately and and uh, doesn't, you know, freeze to death because I wouldn't want him to catch a chill. And then uh, the afternoon guys as well. Looking forward to it. Okay. We're going to take a little break. And uh, here, uh, well, we're going to kick around a few things because I, I think we just sort of scratched the surface with the backup goaltender thing. And uh, also hear from uh, Flames Assistant General Manager Brad Pascal as uh, today is Fitness Day and then on the ice tomorrow, so we'll find out what he's thinking about with the um, with the young guys and the young uh, young prospects as we get ready for a new season right here on Flames Radio. It is Hockey Central right here on Sportsnet 960. Hockey Central continues on Sportsnet 960. The fan early today, baseball coming up uh, just after one o'clock as the Jays and Rays will wrap up their series off day for the Toronto Blue Jays. So 107, Robbie Ray will go. For the Blue Jays, that means the big show uh, starts a little later, probably a little after 4 o'clock today. But they've got a jam-packed show, I assure you. That's the way it goes. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon, it is Hockey Central. We just heard from Peter Labardius. We got into the backup goaltender 
uh, talk. And I bet you we should just mark on a little calendar here in the control room here in the iconic and electric controls uh, studio. Um, we're going to talk about it a lot. I wonder how what's the over under we're going to talk about it per week. Because every time, uh, I don't know if you liked my math or not. You had kind of a blank look on your face, but maybe that was just, you know, you being nice. Yeah, it's all right. It's just, that's the, <laughs> that's that's the look you know, I have when I do math. That's the, the math 17 look. 17 and carry okay. and Okay, uh, well, you got it. Okay, well, 82 games. Yeah. You think Markstrom's got to play 60? Yep. 55-60, right? So that, that's going to leave you a chunk, you know, 25 or so. And they can't be losses, right? You can't be. I don't think five hundred is good enough for you. I don't think twenty five points is good enough for your for your backup on those backup goalie games. So you've got to get somebody or a tandem or whoever committee to get you thirty points in those tw- in those twenty five games. That's a tall order for a guy that you know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just because he's not a name, and sometimes I get sucked into that. Um, He's played a little bit with Boston, and I'm sorry, just with the Canadian division, I didn't see a lot of Bruins games on the old uh, on the old NHL Live app that we got. But what do, what do you think about that? Is it? I'm sensing Flames fans are a little anxious about having a guy with that limited of a resume being your backup goaltender and being responsible for getting 30 points. It sounds like a tall task when you say, okay, 30 points, so he needs to win 15 games. That's triple the amount of games he's even played in the NHL. He's only played five games, so yeah. he needs to you know, turn that into 25 appearances, 25 to 30 appearances, and he's got to win at least half of those. Yeah, and some of them are going to be back-to-back. You're going to get the second yeah. game. There's 14 back-to-back, so you're going to have to – you're, you're, the guys in front of you are going to be a little tired sometimes. That's just the way the NHL is. And when you when you're in Western Canada, there's more more time on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Just the way it goes. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I'm. I, it's funny we we spent so much time and we've spent so many years talking about goaltending, and now we finally have the guy in Markstrom, and we're not talking about that on a day to day basis. And now all of a sudden the the worry shifts to the behind the scenes and the backup guy that's it's still important, but not nearly the conversation we were no. having before. I think it's – I'm going to trust the goaltending department and Jordan Sigalette and Jason LaBarbera and the organization because this is a guy that was drafted in 2015. He wasn't rushed through the Bruins organization. He came up naturally. It was a progression. It was a situation where Boston just had too many goaltenders and they were going to lose a guy for nothing come the regular season, whether it was Swayman, they signed Allmark, there's a potential for Rast to come back later on in the season when he's finished up his hip injury. They just had too many bodies, so the Flames saw an opportunity there to get a guy that they liked. This is a guy that does have plenty of AHL experience. He started playing for Providence back in 2016, 2017. He's got that seasoning at that level. I think that if this was a guy within the Flames organization for the last couple of years, you probably would have said, yes, now's the time for him to actually come up, take that next step, that development the developmental step that we talk about so often for prospects and make that jump. And I think if this was a Flames drafted guy from 2015, the comfort level is a different conversation mm-hmm. here. If we would have fan, seen yeah, him a little bit here and there. you knew about yeah, him or yeah. if he was a guy, even in Western Canada, that you were aware of a little bit more and kind of followed along with who he played in Stockton. Because you guess what? 
Stockton Heat don't play the Providence Bruins. Doesn't happen. No, they don't. It's not like no. you've ever got any sightings of him no, no. keeping up with Stockton. You have so. to rely on your pro scouts exactly. and, and all those guys. So right, right now he could walk down Seventh uh, Avenue right on the C train, a, and nobody would no, know who he is. No. So um, I, I think it's one of those situations where it's purely the fact that he's coming from an organization we don't see much. But I think when you look back at at, at different things, this isn't a guy that was rushed. Played pro hockey for a very long time now. You know, talking about five, six years. Goalies are, are kind of that weird. I liked what Lou said. He's he's right in that right age range. I think to take that next step, got a taste yep. of the NHL yep. last year. Let's see if he can do this. Now it's a risk, especially in a condensed season. And also an opportunity. Yep. It's, it's also an, an opportunity. opportunity. So um, I think it's an interesting one. It's going to be an interesting training camp. I think him. And Adam Werner specifically are going to see a lot of playing time in the preseason. I don't think Jacob Markstrom has much to prove in the preseason no, or just, anything like that. Just need that. to get ready, and so that's stretch what, it out, get yourself yeah. ready for night one. Uh, let the other guys handle, it. and that's and that's what I think. Well, where Flames fans will start to be able to make up their mind on this guy is start to see him in in goal in that uniform, yeah. see what he can do in With those live situations, bullets, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be you know, and and maybe he is a name that we we don't know, and maybe that kind of Jade's some people a little bit because it's not like a guy that, as you said, like if he was coming up and down and we saw him at training camp after training camp, well, that's not the story. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that it's the right or, or the wrong thing to do. I, and, and we'll see. I, I, I like the, uh, the Flames goaltending uh, coaching crew. Uh, I, I thought Jason LaBarbera is a guy who has been there. He has been through every kind of circumstance you can think of and did amazing stuff with the Hitmen. And and Team Canada, I think it's just a, a reasonable and and desirable step for him, obviously. And I guess maybe if it gets too crazy, maybe Barb's can you know get in the goal and you know <laughs> yeah. dust off the old goal pads. Hey, we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll suggest we'll get him on the air and suggest that to him. See how we'll that see goes. Still, <laughs> see if see that you still got the pads shaking around. Yeah, click. Wait a minute, I think, I think he just hung up on us. Huh. Um, lots going on. We've got uh, baseball coming up at one o'clock. Blue Jays and Rays just after 1 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Uh, we got a live show, two of them. In fact, the guys will be at the uh, Flames Alumni Golf Tournament. And, yeah, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. I didn't even look. Mm. It's raining today, so that would be uh, right on. It's pretty, so it's a bit out of here. Okay. It says sunny in 14. God, doesn't... we want sunshine for sure. the alumni tournament. We deserve it. They've moved it around trying to stay away from the weather. So so the guys will be there. Uh, uh Boomer, Rhett Warner, and of course Ryan Pinder, and then uh, the boys from the Big Show will do their thing tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Uh, we're also very uh, proud. We're heading the road out to uh, speaking of golf for the grand opening of Can Golf Canmore, and your chance to win. Uh, we were a little uh, we jumped the gun a little bit because you know we didn't have it up on the old website where you could enter, but now you could. I checked it just became before I came on the air. So somebody. You and a buddy are going to head out to Canmore and get like a VIP behind the scenes tour and experience with Luke Alvey, who is behind Can Golf and Ryan Pinder. I think there's lunch involved. You also get a hotel stay at the Coast Canmore Hotel and a 250 bucks gift card for Can Golf. Looking forward to that. It's all brought to you by Can Golf, the newest hotspot in Canmore featuring five state of the art simulators. Uh, best of the bow food, drinks menu, and an event space. It is quite the spot. We'll uh, hear that story coming up later on this month as the guys will go live from Canmore. Simple as that. We'll hear from Brad Pascal next right here on Hockey Central. 
This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back to Hockey Central. Logan Gordon along with you. We're taking up to 1 o'clock where the Blue Jays and Rays have a rubber match to finish off their three-game set from Toronto. Before we get there, we promised you a replay of the conversation from earlier today. Flames Assistant General Manager Brad Paschal joining Boomer, Ryan Pinder, and Rhett Warner earlier today ahead of Flames rookie camp, starting at Winsport with fitness testing today. Boom started off by uh, asking Brad what it's uh, like to go through a rookie camp, something they haven't had the last couple of years thanks to uh, COVID, and how nice it is to get the kids back in town and ready for the regular season. With everything COVID-related, we've seen it, we're, what, a year and a half into this thing. Uh, This feels kind of like normal. Outside of, obviously masks and whatnot is this as close to regular just what we would see from a camp as as would be normal yeah you're absolutely right brad shalev and i were talking about it actually yesterday and uh you know just hey it starts tomorrow and we're like geez it it seems like forever we've you know we've had a a rookie or development camp and and it does seem normal so yeah we're excited we're excited to have these uh the prospects in and start working with them and as you said they got testing and medicals today and then we're going to uh, have a meeting tonight then they'll have a first practice tomorrow and get ready for for the main camp and get ready for a couple of games against the Oilers. We kind of have fun with it uh, as, as far as today with the training. Is that just more kind of a unspoken accountability check for uh, for the players to see where their fitness levels are at or, or what is what what do you determine from it? Yeah, as I said, you know, we've missed it for the last little bit. But, yeah, typically what you do is is if you have a draft pick that, that comes along, it's really measuring where where he is. Like, so, comparative data over the last three or four years. And, you know, our development team works with these guys on individual plans and saying, hey, here are the areas you have to get, you know, have improvements in and gains in. And we work on a plan together. And, yeah, this is – it's it's really a ground zero testing of, like, hey, where – where are they in these in these goal settings and and you know like their overall fitness and nutrition and and everything that Ray Edwards and our development team dives in with these guys. So I think it's just a measuring stick that we use and and as you mentioned, a little bit of accountability as well. There's some interesting names. It's kind of unique that all of the uh, of the kids that are turning pro, really the three names at the top of the list, I think just of intrigue, are of that class. Dustin Wolf. And, uh, of course, uh, Jacob Pelche and Connor Zeri, all graduating out of the junior ranks. And all three are, are going to be very – a lot of eyes are going to be on these guys. Let's start with, with Dustin Wolf. What a story he has been from a seventh-round pick to making world junior teams and won 18 of his 22 last year. He should have the shutout record in the WHL. He gets screwed out of, like, 50 games. Yeah, he is just – he's had a phenomenal – trajectories even before you guys drafted him but what what do you look for here the expectation I guess is that he's going to the Stockton Heat talk to me about Dustin Wolf and where he's at or where you hope to see that he's at yeah that 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 is that is exactly what the the plan is for Dustin and we're really excited as you guys mentioned everything you mentioned obviously we we uh, follow Jordan Siglet and uh, Thomas Spear, two of our goaltending um, coaches that, that oversee his development and are in a regular communication with him. Um, you know, Thomas Spear has done some work with him in the summer continually over the last couple of years. And, and uh, this guy, this guy's 
ready to turn pro, eager to turn pro. He can hardly wait. Had a good shot with him at the rink uh, a couple of days ago. He's already here, and, and he's chomping at the bit. So he, he's just such a competitive player. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll see that throughout camp, and we've seen it here in junior. And, and you know, we had the opportunity for him to play three games last year. First Stockton, while we were at the Heat were in Calgary before he had to go back to junior when uh, the WHL started up. And you just see that in his game. This guy, uh, you know, he wants to get better. And, and uh, you know, we feel that, you know, he, he had such a great junior career, but we feel that he's made really good strides in his overall development plan this past summer. So he uh, he's ready to go, and we're excited to see him. And he's a kid that might not, he'll be able to tell you where Stockton is uh, because he played those Heat games. It was here, but he's a California kid, so he'll he'll know the the lay of the land a little bit, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know he's got family and friends, uh, you know, an hour's drive from there. So yeah, he's uh, you know by all means that's where where he'll spend most of his time this year and and uh, and finding his craft and and uh, yeah, no, he'll be he'll be good to have some friends and family close by. Brad Pascal, Flames assistant GM, is our guest here on Sportsnet. Ryan? You referenced that uh, little debut in the American Hockey League uh, for Dustin last year. Uh, Connor Zary, the same situation. Uh, how valuable was that for them it, with obviously the challenges that the WHL had in getting anything close to a full season and beyond just the regional bubbles uh, to get in against its men a little, a little bonus ahead of time? Yeah, really important. In Connor's case, especially, you know, here's a guy that that you know as a center can also play the wing and as a young centerman you really learn you know you're playing against bigger and stronger guys which is the obvious statement but for him to to have that opportunity for nine games just to really see it and you know we, we had lots of shots with him um you know throughout that experience and and you know it's 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 one of those things where hey i think i'm ready and and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come here and dominate, but it's a little bit of an eye opener too. It's like, wow, you know what? This 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 is a hard league, and these are these are good players here, and uh, you know, I got to make sure that I'm ready to go. So that I, you know, I think that was kind of a um, some insight that he gained for sure before we went back to junior and then going into this camp and this season. I mean, ultimately, you know, all these guys they they want to they want to get to main camp and show what they ca- what they have to our NHL group and and hopefully have a chance to to make the NHL roster. I mean, that's everybody's goal here, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if he's spending and keep developing his time in the American League, um, you know, to have that insight over nine games and, and just see the, you know, how difficult of a league it is, I think I think that's it's a really good, a really good uh, you know, starting point for him just to have that preparation behind him. I know in Kamloops he took a pretty good knock into the head. There was a high head hit that uh, kind of mm-hmm. took him. Where 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 is he at? Where was that in in terms of his season and any lingering effects, or is he pretty much back to uh, where he should be? Yeah, definitely one hundred percent. And uh, yeah, no, that's something that, that you know our medical group worked with their medical group in Kamloops and obviously Connor and making sure that he was hundred percent through that and he wasn't, you know, rushing back himself uh, too early. So yeah, no, he, he's, he, he had a really good year of uh, or summer of training as well. And uh, no, no, no lingering effects. And he's hundred percent coming into camp. Um, wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, Jacob Pelche, the, the, tr- the third of the trio of prospects that Boomer alluded to off the top. He, he had probably the fullest season of, of those three junior leagues, out in the queue and uh, a lot of people that, that study 
Uh, the level have been very impressed with this play. The numbers are really strong, but it's also his play without the puck. Can you tell us what you've seen? Well, that's exactly it. Jacob's a is, is a smart, skilled player, and that's and uh, you know you just you watch him in games, you watch him in practices, just of how smart he is and 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 how he sees the game, the plays that he can make, and where he positions himself. And that's what you see. He's a competitive guy as well. Um, you know. He uh, obviously played really well for the World Junior team, as did Connor Zari, and and uh, you know both had really good junior careers. So, you know his evolution of turning pro, I, I think he brings those traits and uh, something that we're excited about. I mean, competitive, smart players, and and you know he obviously has skill of of what he produced in junior, and and uh, another guy that we're really excited about. Is there anyone that jumps out to you that we haven't brought up that might have a chance at making a bit of an impact? Guys that we might not know so much about? Well, yeah, I mean, lots of guys. And not to single, you know, this guy or this guy. But, you know, Mark Pospisil is a guy that when he, he he spent some time, obviously, in Stockton the last couple of years and then suffered um, a shoulder injury, had surgery, and, and then also hurt his knee um, with Stockton last year. So didn't get a full season in. You know, he's a guy that 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 is back and fully recovered. Um, you know, he has size and grit and skill. Uh, can play center and wing as a left shot. So, you know, he's one guy that's coming off injury that that I think is is preparing to play a full season rut. And I think that's um, you know having you know he said he he he's been injured in his last two years. So if there's one guy that I can identify that's like, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing a full season and and seeing what he could do would be uh, would be Martin and somebody that I'm excited about with his size and and his competitive spirit and his grit. Now, is there a chance he'll be off to the Olympics for Slovakia? Uh, I don't know if Martin will be. I, I mean, Rizitska's a guy that played, um, you know, with Slovakia yeah. a number of times, including the most recently. So, you know, they, they haven't indicated their final rosters yet and won't for a number of months, but... You know, I think Rizitska would would definitely have a look, and and perhaps Pospisil. But uh, you know, Rizitska just with his play there most recently, um, you know, I think is in the in the radar. And I think Martin, depending that you know, like I say, he's been hurt and he needs to get some uh, some good solid games under. And for Ruzicka, because it was kind of a play-in thing for Slovakia, right? And he was a big part of leading them, uh, getting them in, even qualified for Beijing. Exactly, and that's you know, I think he's had some good experiences. And possibly with World Juniors for Slovakia too, but but uh, yeah, no, that's uh, they're really high on on Brzezinski. I mean, so are we, right? This, this is a young, a big centerman that uh, that you know can do so many things, and and I know the Slovakian team is really really excited to to uh, you know be in the Olympics, and then hopefully have him as part of it. Uh, as the GM of uh, Stockton, you've you've obviously seen a lot of Connor Mackey last year in his first season of pro. You've certainly seen a ton of Oliver Shillington at, at both levels over the years, and you've watched Matthew Phillips and uh, the aforementioned Adam Rzichka put up some pretty significant numbers. What would the message be to them when you see a lot of veterans added late here, and, and uh, I guess the more probable outcome of them starting in the American League again. Like, what's the conversation like when they see a Brad Richardson, a Trevor Lewis, an Eric Goodbranson, a Michael Stone all enter the fold? Well, it's, it's you know the message is no different. You come into camp and you 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 have to be the best player. Show show what, show us 
what you know what you can do and and what you're here for and what your calling card is i mean that's that's what you have to do you can't be looking around and saying well you know i don't have a chance and, or what have you you know be the best player and and uh let the chips fall where they may and that's that's the that's the message to all these guys is is you know there so many different factors can happen at training camp and exhibition games and and uh you know be the best player be the guy that everybody's talking about and that's that's the message and and you know if 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 any of these guys end up in Stockton it's you know it's every day you have to be the best player when you're down there and and be in the conversation to be back in the NHL and uh for some of these guys they're you know they they they've now played 3 years of pro or in and even 4 years of pro or 5 years of pro in in Shillington's case so you know these guys that aren't rookies anymore. So you have to go down there and and be the guy and be the dominant force and and like I say, be in the conversation. You've got a game against Edmonton on Saturday and then again on Monday. What do you have a realistic kind of expectation? How many of these players at the prospect camp will then move on to main camp in a week? Well, I think we'll see how things go. Um, in the past, over the past number of years, we've we've brought most of them if not all of them into to main camp so i think we use it as a little bit of a carrot of hey let's see what you can do and, and make sure that you're deserving to go into camp so i think the, we'll follow the expectation that we've had in the past is um is you know i i foresee most if not all of these players moving on to main camp in some form um you know of what of what that is and do they play exhibition games or what have you and the nhl is is another conversation but you know, for especially our draft picks, those guys are coming. For some of the tryout guys, that's something that we'll determine here after the rookie camp. Well, we're looking forward to it, Brad. Uh, it's it's time with everything that we, we we went from having no sports to having a bunch of sports, and now pretty much everything is rolling for us. It's an exciting time, and we look forward to hearing about the kids and getting ready for main camp in a week. Yeah, no, us two, us two, really excited, guys, to get going here, and um, and I'll fire you back a few reports this morning from uh, from testing to make sure you guys are up to date. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, the calipers, let us know. Uh, oh what, yeah, yeah, what we're looking at. There. That'd chubby. be great. That'd be great. Thank you, Brad. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, guys. There we go. Flames assistant GM Brad Pascal ahead of the uh, Flames prospect camp. The develop. Prospect rookie camp, what do you want to call it? Uh, that uh, they're testing the guys today on the ice tomorrow, and a little rookie game from Edmonton coming up on Saturday. Looking forward to that. That'll be a five o'clock start right here on Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan, the boys will be out there, and then we'll do the same thing coming up on Monday at six o'clock. So we're gonna be busy, busy. We got some Blue Jays baseball for your afternoon. How about that? As uh, Robbie Ray goes for the Jays, they try and get a. Uh, Oh, win the series, two games to one against the Rays, and then uh, an off day tomorrow for the Blue Jays, and then Minnesota coming up on the weekend. We'll have them for you right here on Sportsnet 960. Ben Wagner is next. He's got the call, Jays and Rays on Sportsnet 960, the fan.